there the blueprint for human prosperity which started in Africa many thousands of years ago and this white man just found it you want to? Mm -hmm. he said oh my god the banking system came and destroyed Ubuntu. So when you talk about the Toltecs and the Olmecs, or oh, you're talking about some ancient society that lived by the laws of life, it is from the Toltecs that I know the usage of the Teosinte. The Teosinte is a plan that you're going to experience in Honduras next week. <laughs> it's a plant that they used to make tamales instead of corn. Corn is a hybrid. Corn is extremely dangerous. The Toltec used to it. I love Mexico. Like the, like, like the pyramids of Mexico in Teotihuacan, they are four times larger than the one in Egypt. But the Mexicans go along boasting that. Because they're very humble. They're very humble people. They are beautiful people. And we should really get closer to them. Maybe because I speak Spanish, Oh, they just jump all over me. And I love them. I love them. I love them. I get more love in Mexico. Oh my God, these Mexican people. Her daddy, when he first came to see me, she brought him. She dragged the nigga by force, came to see me. And he stopped making fun of me. Because Mexicans make fun of life. They don't live life in that serious place. No, everything is beautiful. Yeah, I love Mexico. I'm going back. I was speaking about the Spanish culture recently and their value system mm -hmm. and how you see their families always together. That's and right. You see them proud with their wives and their children, and they are not consumers on the level that we are consumers. And they don't value things, they value family. That's right. That's what I told brothers. I said, look, what's that Mexican? He got the baby. Right? You always have the baby to learn. And then, if you take a Mexican and pay him $10 an hour, and you take a brother with the same family members, $10 an hour, that Mexican will do more. Because his wife is not going to stress him. She with him. They value that family unit. It's important. And it is important. It is important. But it, it shows love. It shows love. Let me tell you something. They wiped me out in February last year. When I went to my shop, there was nothing in there. My wife, my manager, my daughter, the manager's daughter, and everybody else wiped and took everything away. A business that I had now for 15 years. Pablo, the Mexican, said, what you gonna do? I said, well, I'm going to take my tail and put between my legs and I'm going to roll it and play dead. <laughs> you said, you're out of your mind. I called Jenny. That's a Mexican. Jenny came. What's wrong? I said, well, they took out everything. She called her mom and borrowed some money and thought with her computer. That very day, this one showed up. Your nanos, your nanos showed up. What happened? I said, I don't know. Your nanos showed up with a boyfriend. I said, in a car. I'm looking at this girl. I know she's like Ethiopian, but she came to buy something. You, you came to buy, right? And it's clean. Guess what your nanos said? 
I want to help you. Your dad would drive from South Bernardino to LA, which is about an hour and a half for free working for me. Then came her. These two and Jenny and Pablo, and we start the business all over again. Now the business is like, wow. How many people work there now? Is she number one, you see number two, uh, Jessica number three, Brenda number four. Who is number five? Huh? Beverly number five. Sonia. Sonia. Mario. Mario. Valeria and Kevin, right? And what about the other Jenny? Jennifer. Huh? Jennifer. Yeah. So how many of you are there now? Eleven? Or ten? Ten. Ten. Running. But these two started it. But when she came, when Jenny hired her, she said, I wonder why Jenny hired her. <laughs> She's so fragile, so small. But when she opened her mouth and started talking, I tell her phone and said, Oh God, I better set to fuck her. You see, you mess me up. This one here, she came in there like she knew everything from the start. But that's an African behavior. I told her one day, You mean that African is to be her? And she did. But she's good, she's good at it. She's very swift. She's very fast. She's fast too, but she's shy. This one isn't. So you have all these various uh, expressions of human being. Yeah. And it's so beautiful, girl. <laughs> I love you guys. Where are you from, sister? I'm from Una cosa pequeña. Korean, Somalian, something like Ethiopian, and you are from? I'm from California, but my parents are Mexican. Uh huh. Uh huh. Rainbow. Mm -hmm. I'm from Oklahoma. And you, where you from? Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Yeah. My family is Choctaw. The first time <laughs> I came in contact with a plant that I hated, <laughs> no plant. And boy, that plant come back on me one day. I have this hate-love relationship with certain plants, and this was one of them because I was growing with it. Burdock. You got a lot of burdock in Oklahoma. And it stick on you, right? A lot of burdock, a lot of wild berries, persimmon, wild persimmon. Oklahoma got everything. Yeah. I grew up with uh, my grandmother also. That's me. And um, <laughs> I was living on um, her land with my grandfather where we grew everything. And so uh, growing up now, I'm 35. I, uh, You're 35? Yes, sir. Wow, um, you look much, a, much younger. Thank you. But I had an affinity for the taste. I knew what food tastes like. You know, when I got older and I tasted the McDonald's and all of the processed Kroger Mark food and the regular, you know, conventional things, I knew what food's supposed to taste like because my grandfather grew it and I helped him in the garden every year. So my grandmother would send us to bake pies out of the berries in our yard or the persimmon in our trees or the pears in our trees. So I understood what food's supposed to taste like. So for me, it was very, um, 
I felt the ancestral call when I heard your message and listened to you talk about indigenous food, aboriginal foods, talking about uh, electricity and how we're connected to the sun as a people of the earth. And I understood that these um, four elements are the simple ways in which we can maintain our health, just returning back to nature. Very, very simple. And your message Everything was simple. Yeah. And that's what I, I think resonates with I want to taste your food. Ah, I want you to taste it. I brought some color. I want to taste your I brought, food, I said, girl. I wonder if Sabu would come into the kitchen <laughs> with me and, you know, we may make some callaloo. Um, But I brought you some, some callaloo. Callaloo? Yeah. Guess what? Mm -hmm. Michael Jackson took me to Hawaii, right? Mm. So, Michael, he's famous. I'm not. I'm just another nigga there. That nobody knows about. So I'm driving the car on to Maui. Uh -huh. But I saw Maui, girl. Maui pretty. I'm gonna go back to Maui. Maui is nice. Mm -hmm. Guess what I saw? I saw Kalalu growing thickness, like from this wall to the to the wall here, for miles and miles and miles and miles. And the only person in Maui that's eating the Kalalu. Is a Jamaican from Montego Bay. Wow. Where did I ask him? I said, hey, how come nobody eating the Kalalu? He said, man, don't tell nobody that stuff is that good. So I said, well, what the Hawaiian eat? They eat spam. Spam. Do you know that the US government, that company, Harmel Meat, they make spam special for Hawaii. You're and yet they got Kalalu right there. You know about Kalalu? I, I know you bad, girl. Oh, I, love Kalalu. I know you are bad. Kalalu is one of the most nourishing substance there is on the planet. And you want me to tell you something about Kalalu? Do you know that in the Caribbean, Kalalu seeds made a pool out of me? Emirates? Kalalu made a pool out of me right in New York. I'm going to show you. <laughs> in my very wise years, I used to grow wheatgrass. Mm. And an old lady came and said, you're dumb. <laughs> she said, oh God. Mrs. Holliman, why did you say I'm dumb? Because you're dumb. you using that wheatgrass. That's wheat. That's acid. I said, oh shit, <laughs> I got rid of wheat, right? So when I'm in New York, I noticed that Kalaloo growing all over the place. It grows in New York and Philadelphia and New Jersey. It grows hair. But what the Kalaloo going to show me that it will not show you in Grenada, in Trinidad, or in Barbados, or anywhere else but United States, Round November, the latter part of November, look for it. The flowers of the Kalalu are going to produce some very small, small little seeds. They're pretty. They're red, 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 blue, 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 pink, all colors. They're beautiful. So now the wise me. I'm going to say, yeah, 
I stopped eating the wheatgrass, so I'm going to eat Kalaloo sprouts. So I wrap my little tray, put the medium, then I sprinkle the seeds on it. How long it take you for wheatgrass to grow? Three weeks? And, and you got a nice grass? Kalaloo ain't sprung yet. One month passed, no Kalaloo sprout. Two months passed, no Kalaloo sprout. I goes in my bed in Brooklyn and I lay there. The damn Kalaloo is sprouting. And the Kalaloo say, you're stupid. I'm natural. I'm electrical. I sprout in the spring. Oh my God. Excuse <laughs> <laughs> me one second. Oh God. When the Kalaloo sprout, it was all over with. I'll be right back. Okay. <laughs> I look at the Kalaloo, and what it did to me, I said, you know, you never know how much you know until you confront reality, and then you know how much you don't know. <laughs> and I love it. Then another one that tricked me was not the Kalaloo, was the Blue Vervain. I've heard you talk about the blue vein. You know the blue vein, right? That's a pretty plant. You, you, you commented about finding blue vervain and someone tricked you into thinking it was blue vervain, but it was not blue vervain. Is that true? That's right. The blue vervain home is Florida. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, when I saw the blue vervain in Florida, I said, oh God, this is not true. The blue vervain anywhere else in the world grows this tall the highest. In Florida, it's way up here. The blue vervain in other countries, the flowers falls off at noon, not in Florida. So plants take on this character like everything else in life. They behave with nature. You know, they behave with nature. But when you mention Kalaloo, as a chef, I know you know what you're doing. I know you know what you're doing. Thank you. Kalaloo? The Spanish government used to kill you if they catch you eating Kalaloo. In Spanish, they call it bledo. It's powerful. It's delicious. I love Kalaloo. When they were occupying Central America, they didn't want you eating Kalaloo because they know that that Kalaloo gives you so much energy. I have to eat your food, girl. Well, it would be an honor to prepare some coffee. I gotta eat your food. Well, <laughs> <laughs> these three here, Marina, Yesenia, and Jordanos, they represent the Bolingo development, which is the African biomineral balance. But when you mentioned Kalaloo, I went straight to Hawaii. <laughs> I went straight to Hawaii. You been to Hawaii? I've never been. You got to go to Maui. I went with Michael. I was there two months. Wow. Michael Jackson. And we were eating Kalaloo. They experienced something. Jean Jean. You know Jean Jean? Jean Jean is a mushroom that only comes from one country. Haiti. It's a little mushroom this size. Mm. And when you take wild rice and you cook jojo with the wild rice, mm -hmm. oh 
oh God, you think you're eating the best thing you ever had in your life. <laughs> if you take the jean jean and you cook it with the white rice, mm -hmm. it would change the white rice from dextrose to dextrin. Mm -hmm. It changes the molecular structure. It's no longer acid. Because the mushrooms, as you know, mm -hmm. the mushroom world is the highest electrical world there is in the, in the vegetable kingdom. This is why the Russian used the mushroom to clean up Chernobyl. The nuclear waste in Chernobyl, mm -hmm. mushroom clean it up and the hogs that eat the mushroom and get in the eye. Really? Sammy, what? there's a lot of people asking about the mushrooms. They ask me every day, Aki, can we eat mushrooms? Is it electrical? It doesn't have a seed. It looks like a fungus. What is this? Can we really eat it? You see, when they talk about fungus and fungi, there's a difference. Mm -hmm. The mushroom come from a world they call the mycelium network. Mm -hmm. I learned that in Mexico. The mycelium network is a network that grows about a foot. My mama brings it. I hate her for that. My mama bought it 26. Every bag who bought it 26 yes, of February too, right? Yes. I just called her a couple of days, maybe yesterday. Where is she right now? I'm spoken to her in probably two months. And she's been in Dallas, Texas in her home. But she chores so much. So much. But you know, I got healing from your girl. America. I'm going to talk about it tomorrow. Oh, okay. okay. Lisa Lopez. Oh, okay. Okay. Lisa came to me for healing and wound up healing me. Mm. That's the power of you woman. We were talking about that today, right? Mm -hmm. The power of the woman that the men never had, never will have, or don't even know about. Mm. But we men have a tendency to deny that, to negate that. To want to suppress that, to control that, when it wasn't about that. It wasn't about that ever. This Russian that's in the village now, that's from that's taking his treatment, he said, you know, man, I grew up in a house that is gypsy, and all I remember is the voice of a woman. I never heard the voice of my father. He better not open his mouth. No, he better not. Not a gypsy. But the Egyptian male enjoy life better than the average man because he knows that the woman is the boss mm -hmm. and he have no problem with it. <laughs> That's you guys. <laughs> I love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, Chef Aki, we want your food, girl. Our time is coming. <laughs> Our time is here, actually. Oh, I'm glad to meet you. <laughs> you know, wait, let me tell you what's been happening. <laughs> Orel. Uh -huh. And his wife mm -hmm. and Mr. G are done to see me. Sephar keeps coming. <laughs> she okay? She's coming. Oh. <laughs> so wait, guess what they did? This one has said, Are you gonna change your clothes? <laughs> I said, No, I'm not messing with me for Sephar keeps came there, she is. Did I have to change my clothes? No, sir. But she knocks off. No, sir. No, I want you just. But you know like what I like this. about it? That Orel, Mr. G, and all of all of them, and including myself, we were waiting for a very special person. And they thought that I was going to put my bow tie on <laughs> and, and look presentable. 
No. And watch your mouth, Sadie, when she comes. Oh, no. no. I know, I know. I don't watch my mouth. <laughs> I'm, I'm known for not watching my That's mouth. That's me, Luce Cannon. Yeah. But I saw a flick of you that he showed me that you were, or you, you, where you fixing the soil. Oh, that is so good. What was I doing? You, you had you were working in the garden on your Instagram. Post. Oh, okay. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. I hope one day you get opportunity to go to the village of Usha in Honduras. Love to. Because we're developing organic electric agriculture. Mm -hmm. Let me go back to it a little bit. Mm -hmm. You will see what we're doing. Mm -hmm. If you take a natural plant. A natural plant is electrical. It's electrical. Why? Because it has carbon, hydrogen, and oxygen as part of the structure of that plant. It has the ability, this is the soil, it sends the root all the way down in the ground. A natural plant. It takes all the natural minerals and convert it into a liquid. Only a natural plant could do that. A natural plant root convert the solid mineral into a liquid. What? Do you know that men hasn't made a laboratory to do that? Mm. Only a plant that is natural could do that. The process is called Iontroporosis, mm -hmm. the ability to convert from a solid to a liquid. Okay? That's burdock, that's yellow dock, that's, that's like the other one, which is the, uh, the red clover, that's also the sarsasparilla, that's also the, the uh, guaco, the contrivo, the hombre grande the cancansa, the popa, the sia, the marula, all these plants are electrical. Mm -hmm. Why? Because they are native. Now, when you take a carrot plant, well, let's put the carrot away because we don't use that. But when we use like turnips or squashes or tomatoes, they send their root about this high, an uh, inch only and they do not have the ability to convert the solid to a liquid. And I struggled with that for years. Guess what I found out though? That the unnatural plant has the ability to absorb water or liquid, right? You absorb liquid. Tomato plant does. Cucumber does, right? When you put the water on it, it absorbs it. I say, oh yeah? So what I would do then is get the plants that are organic and electrical and deionize them by boiling them and pouring that electric liquid as a nourisher for the tomato, the cucumber, the okras, and oh, you get a product that when you eat it, you say, oh God. <laughs> I can't believe this. God, because you know, I was influenced by Louisiana. I didn't eat okras in Honduras. 
ain't local in Louisiana. Mm. Because those niggas in Louisiana, they know how to cook stuff. They cook stuff to kill you, but it tastes so good. <laughs> God, I miss my poor boy sandwich. Very rich food. You know what I did? Mm. This nigga is crazy. When I go to New Orleans, I buy two pounds of oyster mushroom. Mm. And I go to the Lizard Field by Jaegers. I say, hey, I want you all to take these mushrooms and you prepare them that day when you prepare the other the other oysters, mm. these are mushrooms, and make me an oyster sandwich. Except it's not the animal, it's the mushroom. It's the mushroom. Oh, I know that was the mushroom. And I would buy my draft beer and go to City Park and sit down and pretend I'm in New Orleans in 1954 with my friends. Or the John John, or Harry John John. Here it is. Smell them, you see. Thank you. Smell um, them. Oh. Yeah, girl. Deep, tag your rep. I'm taking these to Honduras to cook. <laughs> Look, these things. Oh, my goodness. These are very good. These are like nourishing. Mm. You had them before, right? John yeah, John is powerful. Made an oil, oil with it. Oh my. <laughs> Very strong. They're strong. Sheesh. I was with Michael Jackson when the woman, there's a woman in Orlando, Florida. They came in the room and she's talking English, but the English is kind of broken. But she's very light skinned. It looked like white. I said to her, Where are you from? She said, I'm from Morocco. Oh yeah, how many languages speak five? She said yes. Because everybody in Morocco speaks five languages. Mm. Everybody. Kids, five languages, no less. Wow. I said, where are you from? She said, I'm from Haiti. I said, you know John Joe? She said, yeah. Mm. I said, could you cook me a part of John Joe? She did. And brought it two days later. Michael just made half the part by himself. <laughs> this stuff is so delicious. Oh God, Joe and Joe are delicious. <laughs> so we learn every day, right? Yeah. We learn. We learn every day. Well, I'm glad to meet this grand chef, well, I'm, Chef I'm more, Aki. I'm more glad to meet you. Um, and it's so timely because I'm just now like about to. Is. Indeed, um, I'm launching my first book. And I was just writing the foreword in the book and I, I gave uh, honor to some of my um, honored ancestors who have passed and some of my living elders now who have kind of been the cornerstone for my research and my work and my passion. And I said, I have to stop and give honor to Dr. Sebi um, before I can go any further in this work because um, listening to him since 2002, I flew from Texas to Atlanta to come and see you and since that time, I was researching hybrid food. And I said, uh, I, I can't put this book out without giving honor to him. And in the past three weeks, I've had pressure to put it out, put it out, put it out. And when I heard you were coming, I said, okay, this is why this hasn't happened yet, because I have to see my elder before I can release this book. And to let you know that uh, your work has uh, spearheaded 
a movement with young people all over and that uh, indigenous cultures all over the world, Native American women like myself, my Native family, my Cree family, my Seminole family that I'm very much in contact with. I'm teaching them about indigenous and Aboriginal foods and uh, as well as a lot of the Hispanic brothers and sisters and the Eritrean brothers and sisters, the young people, we are getting the message and we are um, we're teaching the young and we're moving that message forward. So we honor you. And uh, I was sitting in a circle last night of about 30 people and I got dressed and I hurry up and came here. But I spent my night in uh, a prayer and in a meditation. And in my prayer, um, I was singing some of my native songs and uh, my grandmother came to me and she said, you are not going to do an interview today you're going to have a chit chat with your elder and just to honor him and to listen. You're so humble, but this work is woman. <laughs> you laugh it, but it's the truth. Everything about me is about women. Everything. Awesome. I never had a father. Hmm. Never had a, a male voice in my ear as a child. Hmm. Had a mom and a grandmother. They, they were always controlling me. And the woman that gave me the name Sebi, it was a woman that said I was a healer. Mm. And when they took me to this crazy woman on Adams Street, you came into LA? Mm, yes. Red Adams and, and, and bread. there's a woman there that used to say all kinds of stuff that belongs in the spiritual world. Mm. And she looked at me and said, why don't you do what you're supposed to be doing? I said, why don't you go to hell? <laughs> I was pissed off because I couldn't see it. But they were messing with me. Mm -hmm. And they were women. And there was one that really messed me up. I took her to Mexico. Because Mexico is my favorite place in the world. Beside Africa, Mexico is the shit. <laughs> when I got to Mexico, this woman is going to buy a robe. I saw about the robe. Beautiful robe. And the woman that sat on the robe named Josefa. Josefa is so bad. She made one dress, and it is four dresses in one. Mm. You put the dress on right side up, backwards, and frontward. You took inside out, backwards, and front. And it looked like four different dresses, one dress. This Mexican woman is so creative. Mm. She told Patricia. She sold Patricia the robe. Patricia, when I get to LA, Patricia, you a healer. And you will wave this robe in front of me as a healer until you put a shit and I threw the herb in the, in the corner in, in a, in a, in a, in a, with your trunk. 1975. 1982. A Sagittarius male, like this nigga here, Mr. G. <laughs> says, from Honduras, we have Dr. Sebi in Washington, 1982. The healer from Honduras. And when I came on stage, mm. and I look at the audience, Patricia Yates, who said that I was a healer, was sitting right there. Wow. Mm -mm -mm. I want to cry. <laughs> I want to go to the floor. She looking at me like, so, she knew. See, you're a woman. 
Your woman has an energy that responds spontaneously in the moment without being preconceived. And you guys don't even know you have it until you have to face a situation where you have to act and then it comes out. You guys are cosmically in tune, not we. We are to a certain degree, but you guys are the one. That's why when I hear the word, when I hear the thing about the lion and the king of the jungle, yeah, he may be, but his mother taught him everything he knows. Mm. Who is she? Mm -hmm. In the elephant kingdom, the largest animal in the world, when that male gets to a certain age, they kick him out the, the back. Because this is a woman thing here. Yeah. And they kick him out, and he better leave, and he be bitching. But they kick in my head away. <laughs> when I was growing up, there's one person, if you ever come to Honduras, you'll meet him. You know him, Marcel. Mm -hmm. He's the only one alive that I grew up with. I'm 82, he's 80, he's 81. Miss Gambo, Miss Merrin, Miss Wright. Miss Phillip, that's my grandmother, Miss mm -hmm. Rulet, Miss Patterson, Miss B.B. Simmons. These are the women that control the society. So I grew up in a matriarch society. You understand? Mm -hmm. And it was beautiful. But the men of the day, they allow the woman that privilege, that, that particular energy or that position. The men didn't have any problems. And Mr. Miller, he was the obvious man, they say, and he might the prettiest woman they were in the city. <laughs> Mr. Miller didn't care about no obvious, pretty, or good looking. He didn't play that. He was a sharp man. I love him. So I grew up in a matriarch society. So it was easy for me to see the strength of the woman. So you tell me that you were set. Oh, I would love for the village to have your food. <laughs> I'd love to. Love That's to. right. How long are you here? Well, I'm leaving on Tuesday for Honduras with Marina. Okay, that's plenty time. Yeah, I'm going to Honduras. We're going to the village because we've been developing the organic electric food. Okay. okay. Yeah. I have some clients who I cook for who are on your program currently. And I have a bunch of, bunch of followers who are dying to hear from you today. And they've sent me a couple questions. Do you mind if I ask you their questions? 